Investigation. A pilot has stolen Count Yendel's most prized speedster, and he has charged the twin Twilix, Skip, and Anarchy Fortuna with finding them both. Accompanied by Doric, their trusted Mandalorian bodyguard, the sleuthing siblings start the investigation with a little breaking and entering. left our heroes. We had just stolen the eye of an old man. He kindly packed up the belongings of the person you're looking for because you guys are so courteous. And you are making your way to the Slippery Ewok. Dork, you just had a roll, and you know the way to the Slippery Ewok. It's in a part of town that Skip probably doesn't venture too often, so you're going to have to lead them the way. Uh, what are some of the places we pass on our way to the Slippery Ewok? What is in a seedy side of town of, of where we're at? It's an Atlantic City-type place, so I'd imagine some guys selling t-shirts, come check out, you know, live nudes, that kind of fun stuff. There's a guy selling, like, t-shirts, but they have, like, three arms on each side. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's something people talk about. The t-shirt business would be very complicated in the Star Wars world. You get some characters with arms in their backs, forearms. It's gotta be a pain. And they still advertise it as one size fits all. (laughs) It's gotta be Velcro. (laughs) There's a used speeder seller there. It's got the big floating man who's got his arms in the air, and there's the big uh, the fan underneath it that's blowing him around, except it's and it's an actual race of people. <laughs> it's not a it's not an it's not an inanimate thing. It's literally that's like he's like he's like a sign flipper. This is his job to advertise for this uh speeder sailor. <laughs> nice. Alright. That's a job. Alright. There's a, a vibro sword swallower. Oof. Oh that, that's some dangerous work. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's it's a well, it's a droid, so it's fine. Oh. Well, even better. So, so he doesn't just swallow it; he also sharpens it as he swallows it for you. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's what it is. It, it's <laughs> recharges and, and sharpens it. There you go. It's like one of those little machines at the supermarket where you can like get your keys made. <laughs> you just slide it in the t- in his mouth. <laughs> Great. All right, you guys traverse this colorful collection of uh, characters, and you finally make your way to the slippery Ewok. Everything is slippery there. Yes. It all looks a little damp, we'll just say out here. Maybe they just wash the floors, and maybe it's something else. We don't know. Do you mean moist? <laughs> the walls are moist. The floor is damp. It's really humid in there, too. Yeah, it's just like air conditioning hasn't worked in the last few cycles, but they got the cheapest drinks in town, so they're usually pretty busy. You guys stride into this establishment, and it is full of, we'll say, the equivalent of the Star Wars Hell's Angels. Bunch of large, burly people dripping with a little bit of dewy sweat as this place is humid and hot. Anakin said that angels are the most beautiful (laughs) creatures in the galaxy. You know, and Anakin wouldn't lie. No, he wouldn't. (laughs) He wasn't capable. You know, that story where he wouldn't wouldn't chop down the cherry tree or something. (laughs) That's, you know, Anakin Skywalker. The person who isn't going to exist for another couple thousand years. That guy. I'm just saying that if these are the equivalent of Hell's Angels, that they're like the most beautiful biker gang in the galaxy. Oh, oh, please, yes. They're they're all like really beautiful, like supermodel pretty Okay, they are. Okay. (laughs) It is a Zeltron biker bar. (laughs) A Zeltron biker bar. We got nothing but beautiful reds and blues people decked out in uh, leather with chaps and whatnot. Do we know what their biker gang is called? Zell's Angels. Oh, hey. no. 
So, Zell's Angels, you guys walk in and you have the proverbial record scratch moment. Everyone's head whips around, looks at the three of you, and you do not necessarily match the clientele. I'm not saying it's Zeltron only, but I would say it's a good 70-30 Zeltron to non-Zeltron. What is this attention like? Does this seem like potentially dangerous? More of a mild curiosity. They're wondering what the three of you guys are doing there. Ah, okay. Dork takes point and gives everybody a very brief stern look in the bar and then just walks purposely towards wherever we need to go. <laughs> like he he's meant to be there or something. Okay, you're gonna make your way over to the bar? Yep. Skip Anarchy, you're gonna follow behind? I'm picking my tongue up off the floor and I turn to Anarchy and I say, oh, I'm, I think I am in heaven. I never want to leave. <laughs> Anarchy's gonna just turn straight to Skip and just, with the most serious face anyone could ever muster, just says, I'm gonna start a bar fight. (laughs) Dork does not hear this. No, he's already in. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, you uh, step up to the bar, and behind the bar is... Remember, like, the bar on, like, Coruscant in Episode 2? With the four-armed guy? That's what I was trying to think. What's a four-armed alien? An Aqualish like Ponda Baba, the guy who got his arm chopped off. All right, works for me. So you guys walk up to the bar, and at the bar is a cheerful-looking Aqualish. If you've ever been to an Applebee's or a Fuddruckers, he's got suspenders on. He's got tons and tons of flair, buttons galore. He's got a bandana around his head. He is cheerful and happy. He's all, welcome, guys, to the Slippery Walk. What? can I do for you today? Dort just sort of looks towards Skip. Hello, my good man. Yeah, how much is it for a, a round of shots for the uh, all of the Zeldrons in the place? <laughs> well, shots are uh, about three credits each, and there's about 35 people in here right now, so you do the math. Yes, right, of course. Three times 35 is... Um, <laughs> Anarchy um, finishes before he does. <laughs> This is a, She's a scientist. She's not going to help him, though. <laughs> this is a, so carry the one. Um, I start using fingers. <laughs> a tug on my leku. I, 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 am, I am not idiot. I, I can get this. Do not, no, no, do not help me, uh, sister mine. I will figure this out. Uh, in the meantime, while I'm, of course, doing math, which is not my strongest suit, of course, I would like to know if you have, um, a pilot has been here recently. And, of course, since, um, it's been a couple weeks, I don't remember the name of the pilot. The pilot's name is Kanduri Tyranny. You also know that she hangs out with a Cato Syfax and also a Phil Halog. All of those names. <laughs> 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 we have some information and uh, some moving material, as you may see uh, from the bag upon uh, my good friend, uh, the Mandalorian there's back. Uh, we have um, collected the belongings, for she has been forcibly evicted, as it were, and uh, looking to f- track her down to return her, her goods. Kandori hasn't been here in a few weeks, but uh, Kato and Phil, they're, they're usually about... Uh, let, me, let me see. He leans around, looks past you guys... Yep, there he is. There's Cato. He is passed out at his usual table over there in the corner. I don't know if you want to wake him, though. He he just fell asleep. He gets grumpy if you wake him up before an hour. Oh, well, then we have lots of time to survey the environs, as it were. (laughs) And Dort pauses looking at Skip and then says, We've already woken up some people today. It'll be fine. And he stalks over towards the passed out Cato. And sort of does the same sort of routine. He pats him very roughly on the shoulder. He sits up, 
drool dripping from his chin. Cato, uh, which actually, which is funny, we made this a Zeltron bar. He's actually, actually had my notes saying that he is a Zeltron, so he actually fits this place. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a uh, Zeltron. He's uh, a regular red Zeltron. If there was an ugly Zeltron, this would be the guy. He's, you know, where most Zeltrons are 10, he's a solid 9.5. So he's the ugly one. <laughs> so he sits up, drool is dripping down his face. And he goes, what? Who, what? Cato Syfax? Who's asking? Someone who wants to talk to you. And he sort of glances back towards Skip and Anarchy. I recommend that you come along quickly and quietly. I recommend you buy me a drink if you want to talk to me. He sort of shrugs and looks over at Skip. I think <laughs> I think he's willing to buy a drink. A hundred and five. Am I right? Am I right? Doric sighs and just begins thinking of the uh, the little checkbook we have for finances. <laughs> <sighs> Anarchy claps enthusiastically. Kato <laughs> sees you buying the uh, round of drinks and he will stumble out of his spot and woggle on over to you guys. What, what do you guys want? I was sleeping, I was tired, and now I'm awake. What do you want, pretty boy? Hello. How are you today, my dear friend? I'm drunk, I'm hangover, and I'm talking to people I don't know. What can I do for you? We are looking for a dear friend of yours, uh, Kandari Tierney. Tierney? Yes, indeed. All of a sudden, you see him, he perks up. You found her? You know where she is? Oh, this is unfortunate. No, we have uh, been requisitioned to clear out her apartment and return her goods to her. So she still hasn't come back. It does not appear to be the case, do you? Any information that you could pass on to us would be greatly appreciated, my friend. I'd say she's one of my best friends, but I don't know you guys from anybody. Why, why am I telling you things? That so we can return all of our goods to her and ensure her safety and well-being, of course. And how do I know you didn't just rob her place? Why would I walk around and talk about having all of her goods to bring them back to her? It seems very uh, pointless to have robbed her and then t- start bragging about it. In my experience, the pretty ones usually aren't too bright. No, no, no. I did three <laughs> times 35. It is a proven fact that I am of mediocre intelligence. <laughs> Doric sort of nods in assent to that. <laughs> well, all I can tell you is I know she has a cousin. Ah, yes, this one right here. And I pull out the picture with uh, her and her cousin. She went home is what the last she said, that they went back to where they're, where, at least where they're home. I don't think they're from that planet, but I guess they grew up there. And I guess she went back a while ago, but she, she was supposed to return and she never came back. So I'm assuming that she maybe wanted to go find her cousin. She's not one to miss work, and I know she skipped out, and that's not her. That's not who she is. Dork sort of frowns and says, so Tierney is a, um reliable sort of person, not the sort of person who would, uh, run off on things, yeah? I trust her with my life. She's one of my best friends. Right. Do you know who she works for? And, uh, you know, anything about... Did you ever talk about her job? I know she does deliveries. Sometimes she picks and moves people and stuff like that, like a taxi service or something. I know she does a lot of deliveries. That's about it. I know she works for a bigwig here on the planet, but, you know, she's not. she doesn't talk too much about that kind of stuff, but... She's never done wrong by me. Dork just sort of nods as if placing things in his head. Right. <clears throat> Do we have anything else we need to ask? Yes, where is this home that she is referring to, taking her cousin back to? Again, I don't know if I trust you guys. It's, it's She's never mentioned you before, and you just showing up saying you're trying to find her. It's, it's suspicious to me. 
yes, I can see your point. It is uh, somewhat suspicious that we would arrive looking for um, this individual who I... Um, I will be fair with you. I do not know her. My sister here has had little business with her over the years. But nonetheless, we are very concerned for her well-being and, of course, would like to ensure that she gets all of her possessions back. It may be that we also have been uh, requisitioned to fetch her employer's ship back, but uh, we are, of course, in every semblance of the word, out for her well-being more than anything. Right, friends? If she is as um, honorable as you say, you have nothing to fear from us. Sure, it's all just a big misunderstanding. And that's when uh, Skip raises the shot glass that have been passed out amongst everybody in the bar, and he says, Two good friends! <laughs> everyone everyone cheers. They don't know where the drink came from, but everyone takes their shot. Good friends! <laughs> Alright, so, Skip, why don't you give me what would be a persuasion or coercion? Sure, absolutely. I, I love those skills. Can we get a, a blue die for the fact that he's bought, like, the entire place around? Oh, yeah. i definitely give you a blue for that. Because no mischievous person would buy a round of drinks. Only good people do that. <laughs> I also want to scope around and find the toughest-looking guy and then the second toughest-looking guy. <laughs> All right. Oh. I guess, the, what does uh, anarchy define as tough-looking? Are you looking for someone you can beat in a fight, or you actually want to try to find the most angry-looking person? Oh, I'm not going to fight. But some people are going to fight other people. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. I mean, there are a bunch of Zeltrons, so they all kind of look very similar. But there is a few other uh, species here. There's uh, Duros, who looks just like giving everyone a stink eye. And I'd say there's a couple of humans hanging around as well that look a little unsavory. Uh, I will find the first one you mentioned and just skulk over, and then I'm gonna point at like the slimiest looking human of that bunch. I'm just gonna tell him. And when we say slimy, we like there is actual there slime. There is actual slime. All right. Yes. He's dripping with something. Ah, uh, so two purples. Two purples for the coercion roll. Okay. I'll point at the slimy human and go. Um, I was just walking by, and that slimy human told me that he could totally beat you in a fight, and I was like, no way. So you're gonna have to give me a roll as well. <laughs> <laughs> because this is going to escalate into a barroom brawl. I, I told you as we walked in. Called their shot. Uh, what is this? We'll have, we'll have Skip do the coercion on Cato. We can get that information first. We want to get that before the barroom brawl happens. <laughs> is this coercion or charm? And either, I guess charm would be fine. Either one. Dealer's choice. All right. I'm rolling then. Ready? Sure. Do it. <laughs> that is... Oh my god! <laughs> Alright. No! No! How do you get that? Oh man. Alright. I don't know what Just for those listening at home, that's four successes, two threats, and two triumphs. Ooh. Okay, so I know. Which I do believe the two threats are canceled out by the two triumphs, right? Yeah, I wonder why it showed both of them. That's kind of weird. Uh, I think because a triumph is a different symbol than uh, a threat. It depends. Is there anything you want to try to pull with the triumph? Because, I mean, I can think of something to do with the, with the threat. So, what I would like to do, though, is because I've got these two triumphs, the two threats mean that once this bar fight starts happening, I think that my character having gotten involved means both of the guys who are in the now in the fight think I'm their friend. <laughs> 
<laughs> and both of the guys want me involved on their side of the fight. That would be my threat. The the triumph is that uh, I think Cato Syfax wants to pay us to get his friend Kandari back, like <laughs> safe and sound. And uh, yeah. and then of course the successes are overwhelmingly like yeah. I, I mean I mean good. I'm 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 in on this for sure. And, he can tell us what he needs to know about uh, where to where to go and how to get there. Like, more specifics. And who the cousin is named. Cato takes a shot, looks at you and goes, You know, I like your face. I like the way you do things, boy. I like it. I, I see great things for you. Yeah, well, I am free this evening, of course. <laughs> well, anything's possible. We'll see, we'll see how this goes. She talked nothing but about this planet called Coin. That that's where they were from. From what I get, it's uh, like a backwater kind of planet. Not super advanced, but, you know, it's nice. Kind of rural. It's like how she's to get away from stuff. That's where her and her cousin, that's where uh, they grew up. Her uh, her cousin, cousin Lila, she's still there. I guess she went back for something. Some sort of, I don't know, family business that she had to take care of. So, But that was like months ago. So I don't know how long she's supposed to be there, but that's definitely. Now, if you all don't mind, I mean... I know the planet. I know. I know them. If you if you guys have room for one more, I'm more than happy to go with you guys. They get this, you know. If you use another slug slur on your side, I'm more than happy to tag along and make sure you find her. Yes, of course. She is my best friend. I I, I couldn't imagine something bad happening to her. No, the more friends, the merrier. I always say, right, Doric? Strength the numbers. <clears throat> no, right. I I don't ever say that. You're right. You never. You. I hate numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the mid-roll. I'm your GM, Dwayne. On this episode, we have the amazingly talented Kyle as Skip Fortuna, Nimoy as Doric, and Velvet as Anarchy Fortuna. All of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in for another fun episode. We hope everyone's enjoying what we're putting out there. If you would do us a huge favor, head over to the podcast venue of your choice and leave us a review. Every review helps more people know the show. If you're on social media, please hit us up at Flight Risk Pod on Twitter. We'd love to start a conversation about the show. If you have any questions, favorite moments, favorite characters, things we did right, things we did wrong, please let us know. Before we dive back into the action, a quick word from one of our favorite shows. Hello there. Welcome to Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is an actual play podcast set in the Clone Wars era of the Star Wars universe. This podcast is based on that old Star Wars idea that every character has an interesting story to tell. So we'll work to bring as many different voices to our table as possible. Every few weeks we'll have a different guest playing a different character, all in our ever-expanding neon-lit corner of Coruscant. Because what better place to tell a bunch of different stories about a bunch of different people than the big city. I just finished meeting with this rare book dealer on level 3122. The guy didn't even know what he had. We got two diesel dwarfs plus 1,000 this and that across the galaxy to select Yeah, clients. you're fine here. How about a Krillian ale on the house? All right, so with that conversation going on, we'll jump over to Anarchy and her role. So you went over to the Duros? Yes, would I be rolling charm for that? I guess, yeah, because it's the same thing. You're trying to convince them of, the, of your, your honesty and stuff. I'm so honest. Yeah, I'll make it with the, the same two purple. Uh, so three green, two purple? Yeah, you know, go ahead and get the blue since the drinks are going around. This person's already liking you guys because you're buying drinks. I'll give you the blue as well. Cool. One six four advantage. Good job. All right, anything you have in mind for those advantages, or we just want to roll? How many advantages do I have? 
Uh, four. All right, so how do I do advantages work? Is it, do I just declare stuff in the environment? Small little detailed things you might want to have in the environment, yeah. So the slimy human, he has friends with him, but they're all pretty blitz. I, th I think the Duros is a little more sober. The Duros have some tattoos, so he's he seen some, some things and some stuff that he wouldn't recommend. The bartender looks uh, very concerned. Some would say he may even try to intervene and leave the bar unattended. Who knows? <laughs> All right, so you tell that Duros that the, sl the slimy humans are talking trash. And the Duros goes, what? Who's, ta who's talking crap about Phil? I will punch someone in their head face right now. They're like right over there. And I'll point at the slimy humans. So he just takes his shot glass and without hesitation whips it at their face. Their head face. At their head face. So <laughs> that would be a light ranged weapon. I'll, I'll actually roll the CV if he hits the target or if he hits somebody else. No, no, and please don't. <laughs> I would like it. I would like to flip a white die to have him hit the most inappropriate person <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> All right, good. To, to initiate this fight ever further, if everyone's okay with that. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Like, <laughs> the shot glass whips past the slimy human and slams into the back of a large, whatever the equivalent of steroids using is in Star Wars, Transdotion. <laughs> Hits him right in the back, and he turns around and just with a guttural yell starts charging at your good friend Phil. Phil Hellog? Hmm. What a coincidence. <laughs> what a coincidence. You have a Trandoshan charging at you, Anarchy. He's coming after that, uh, that Duro. So right now he's not coming at you, but something's about to go down. I would like to sidestep with a flourish, as if in a bullfight. <laughs> a nice little gentle <laughs> shove forward of the Duros. You got this. A, a brawl is breaking out in front of you guys. Are you guys going to get into this, or are we going to try to escape out. Durek's first priority is uh, making sure that obviously Anarchy and Skip get out of there alright. So he is probably going to try and intercept this Trandoshan before he hits Anarchy. Anarchy was standing next to the Duros. She's taking that uh, step back. So it's just, yeah, you, you guys are safe for now. So the very first thing Dork does is he immediately looks towards Anarchy, points and says, What did you do? <laughs> And then he starts pulling on uh, Skip and Kato, just trying to yank them out of the uh, the way, moving towards Anarchy. Anarchy's just got a feral grin and does the Dr. Evil pinky to the chin. <laughs> Dork does not look happy. As you guys are trying to leave this bar, chairs are being thrown, glasses are being smashed against people's heads. Skip would like to jump over the bar and wind up behind the bar with the bartender. Same. Okay. I would like to follow. <laughs> he looks at the bartender and he's like, Friendship, right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> so, like, Dork is pulling on them and then he looks down and they're, they're, they scurry behind the bar. <laughs> he turns and does a double take. And then he starts, yeah, he moves to get behind the bar with them. So now they're all just kind of crouched behind the bar. The bartender... Shakes his head, reaches under the counter, and pulls out the equivalent of an elephant gun, and says, Every, every night this happens. Climbs over, stands on top of the bar, and fires a shot straight at the ceiling. And as you look up, you notice there's about 15 or 20 divots in the ceiling, where this is a fairly <laughs> common occurrence here at the Slippery Ewok. So, he's trying to calm everybody down. I would like to collect my 105 credits back. <laughs> Take your money back? <laughs> 
Well, he's 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 preoccupied now, right? Yes, he is definitely not paying attention. Slide the 105 credits back into my pocket. <laughs> All right, Anarchy, you're going for something? I am going to grab the strongest bottles of alcohol there and some rags. Oh, Jesus. Because, you know, I'm a doctor. Disinfectant and bandage wraps, clearly. Yes, clearly. I feel like there may be some sort of opposed role against Dork for that. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. You're, you're going to try to stop her? Yeah, I feel like... Maybe that would be vigilance or something. We could just say it's a matching athletics check to see who's more athletic in stopping each other. Yeah, I guess, I guess we can just have he notices it, and then it's just a, a game of who grabs a first. Oh, I see what you're saying. You want to roll vigilance to see if you even notice first? Yeah, that was what I w- that's why I was thinking. Oh, f- sure. Okay, we'll um, roll vigilance, and then we'll see if we have to do a, a check. Sure. Should I roll, like, stealth or a skullduggery against it? Yeah, your skullduggery against vigilance. That was three successes and an advantage. Because you're just rolling your uh, ability. Uh, anarchy. They're just my two greens. Yeah, he beats you with the three successive edges. Dork, you notice that Anarchy is grabbing some liquor, grabbing some rags. What is your plan to try to stop this, I assume? I think his hand just kind of whips out and grabs her by the wrist. He just looks at her. He doesn't say a word, but he just, he just stares at her for a solid ten seconds. Is that enough to uh, persuade Anarchy not to do this? No. <laughs> He grabs the other hand. <laughs> Do you remember what happened on Coruscant? I don't remember what happens most evenings. <laughs> that is so true, so true. So are you going to try to forcefully take Anarchy out of here? Doric begins to forcefully yank Kato, Skip, and Anarchy towards the back door. <laughs> yeah, you're dragging your little posse out as chaos reigns supreme inside the Slippery Walk. A regular, I don't know if they have Thursday nights, but regular Thursday night here at the Slippery Walk. And you guys get outside into the alley as you hear yells and screams and more than likely a few broken tables. I swear, the next time I'm going to take you out by your lucky. <sighs> You'll scratch your hands on the bells. <laughs> <laughs> you are presented with a perfect opportunity to start shooting people, Doric. You didn't take it. That, that's not my job. But it, I just, I think we were trying to give you a fun pastime for you to, you know, blow off some steam as you are so wont to do, and you did not take it. Maybe I wouldn't need to blow off any steam if you two weren't such complete, and he, he just begins uh, spewing out words in Mandalorian. Yes, you're right, of course. Uh, here is the 105 credits back. I, of course, uh, well, collected that for you. Uh, he looks down. This does not make us square, okay? This does not make up for this in any way, shape, or form. Does 105 credits make us square? I will do the math on this. Why would we want to be squares? We're not narc historic. <laughs> Cattle kind of leans in a... Do you, do you guys have a ship, or are we taking my ship? How are we doing this? Because... I want to find my friend. Oh, what kind of ship do you have, Cado? We should take your ship. Let's head on over the docks, then. I sling an arm around my good friend Cado and engage him in lengthy and wondrous ribald conversation about his past. Hey, we've arrived at the ship. I was going to say, we can, we, can, we can RP this, or we can just hit the fast-forward button and jump ahead. <laughs> As Skip puts his arm around them, Anarchy will flash Doric uh, a menagerie of hand signs that he, at this point, understands means... If something happens to him, then we'll have two ships. Dork just sort of frowns. 
at that, but 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 he does nod at that. That yeah, that is part of it. <laughs> All right, you guys make your way over to. I said docks, but I assume it's a port. Would that be the more appropriate term? Docks are for boats, I guess. Uh, spaceport. Yeah, but spaceships are well, just. Maybe he person. landed his spaceship at a dock because they there might be it might be a floatable ship. Spaceships <laughs> are just space boats. That's all they are. Space boats. Same difference. So space you, submarines. Oh, see there. That's a conversation. So you guys make your way over to the port, and he smiles proudly at which you would deem a subpar ship. It's definitely a cargo ship. Almost no weapons. Nothing fancy about it. It is a yellow cab, essentially. This guy is just a shipper and a mover. That's all he does. And he's all welcome to the Crimson Nebula, my pride and joy. Is it crimson? It is yellow. This is a nebula, you liar. The interior is crimson, trust me. Oh my. <laughs> is this like red I light? I do not want to know why. Or like someone died in their crimson. Those aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> that, that's a good point. He opens up the ramp and you can see that it is crimson velour carpeting everywhere. <laughs> On the walls and everything? It's soundproof. Does he have mirror roofs? <laughs> He does have some mirror paneling on the roof. This is definitely a 1970s uh, station wagon. I'll even go as far to say that he has a Wookiee riding a dragon painting on the side of it. <laughs> the Wookiee, of course, has a giant broadsword in his hand. I love it. Is, is he like Conan the Barbarian? <laughs> That's what I'm going for for that Wookiee, yes. Come on, let's Perfect. let's go. Coin awaits. Indeed it does. I am excited to be there. Um, tell me. It's a rural place. Uh, is there any um, entertainment on coin at all? They're not big on the tech too much. They do have gladiatorial pits. I know that. She mentioned that a few times. Dork's ears perk up a tiny bit. <laughs> like happiness pits? I'm confused. The person who wins is usually happy, so I could say yes to that. Ah, that is what makes him glad. Yes. Okay, I get it now. Since we are in the far, far distant past, and hyperspace is a little bit slower of a process. It's not a straight jump. You gotta basically take your streets, get on the freeway, get into some traffic. You'll get there eventually. Stop for gas. Stop for gas a few times. Hit a Denny's. That kind of stuff. It takes you a few days to uh, get there. It's a little bit of a, a trip. Coin is almost toward the outer rim, the outer outer rim area. You guys are in the inner outer rim, I guess as it would be. There's a bit of a trek for you guys to get there. I assume regular conversations hanging out is that we can RP some stuff or we can just, again, fast forward to when we are getting close to the planet. Is there anything you guys want to discuss? I have a question. Sure. Uh, how is Coin spelled? I believe it's C-O-Y-N. On this travel, you guys could try to find out more information on the planet. You guys do have uh, the hollow net that you could tap and do. Because we're in the past, it is dial-up. So it's going to be a little bit slow and kind of loud. So that connection is really loud. So you got to be prepared for that. And if it's a, if it's an image-laden page, it's going to take you probably a day to load it. So be prepared for that. Encyclopedia Galactica or something? Sure. Just like, the, uh, like an Imperial Encyclopedia. He would not have one on him. He's not much of a reader. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure the book exists somewhere in the cosmos, but not on the uh, Crimson Nebula. No. Ship magazines, some slug thrower magazines, that kind of stuff. Dork would probably be reading through the slug thrower magazine. Slug thrower enthusiast. Slug throwers weekly. Guns, guns, guns to the magazine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Kado, how did you and Phil and Kandari all become um, a motley group of friends? Phil? 
Phil is not one of our friends. Oh, I'm sorry. Your boyfriend? I, I'm unfamiliar as to how his relationship works no, with you. Phil, Phil is a D-bag. I'm sorry. There's no other nice way of saying it. He is not a friend. He is. He steals jobs. He undercuts people. He's, oh, I, I hate that guy. You guys know Phil? Are you friends with Phil? Because you should have mentioned that before. I'm sorry. I'm friends with a Phil Collins, not a, not a Phil Halog. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't say Phil Halog. We, uh, in the course of uh, looking around, we heard, uh, one, your name, and second, Phil's name, uh, in association with uh, Andari. That is why we thought you were all friends. Now, they, she would sometimes work with him if I was busy. Or just, you know, sometimes you get paired up with people on certain jobs and stuff. They knew each other, but they're not friends. He's just an associate at best. Don't That guy is trouble. Don't even want to get involved with that guy. Trust me. Trouble. Well, no problem, since he's presumably on another planet and we'll in no way uh, involved. We will in no way be involved with him over the course of this adventure. We're all good. Everything's fine. But, yeah, me and Kandari, we, we've been running on this planet, God, the last five, six cycles, and... She's great. She, we work together when we can. She's helped me out when I, you know, she's got the faster ship. You know, she's got that thing, that, that star slip, and it is, it's a beauty thing. And she can do so many more runs than I can. So sometimes I know, she, don't, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I trust you guys. We're friends. Of course. Don't tell her boss, but sometimes she would let me borrow her ship and make runs in it so I could like double up my work and make some more money if money was tight. She would, you know, we would trade ships. So she would fly my baby and I would fly hers, you know, if she had only one job and I had to get some multiple. So she did me solids like that. Would she uh, do Phil solids like that? I don't know nothing about Phil and his work. I would hope not. That guy is slime. Yes, he is a slimo, as they say. Yes. I don't really have much family. She's she's close. She's as close as I got for family. Well, now you have us. And of course, we will all be made better for our partnership. I would like to say that at some point during the journey, Doric does, like, the full security check of the entire ship. Like, secret compartments, like, he gives it the works in terms of just checking for anything weird. Go ahead and give me a roll for that, then. Investigation, perception? So I guess it would be perception. Okay, sure. Okay. Perception, I'd say, since you have all this time, I'll make it a just standard roll, too. He's not really one to hide stuff, so just a regular two purple. Against whatever your perception is. Throughout the entirety of this trip, everyone is treated to the constant sound of jingling and shuffling as anarchy tries to generate static using the carpet. (laughs) 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 Two failures, so no, you find nothing. Everything is perfectly fine on this ship. There's nothing mysterious. Well, I guess sometimes the paranoia doesn't pay off. Since Skip, since you've been hanging out the most with uh, Cato, I want you to give me a. I guess would it be perception when you're trying to gauge someone's honesty? You're a good judge of character, mm. and I'll say that there's a tingling in one of your leku about this guy. Okay. So I don't know what would you roll to try to. I don't know if that's another perception roll or. Feels like that's a perception roll. Sure. Give me perception. It's not something that. Skip is particularly good at. You said there's a tingling in my leku. Is that uh, based on my association with him so far for so long? Does that yeah, that, blue? Or? Yeah, I assume that of of the three people that are on the ship with him, that you would be the most sociable. So you have talked to him more. So you kind of got a feel for him. And you've in the last conversation you had, you might be getting a tingling that something something is under the level there that he's not saying. Okay, 
I, I will roll. I want to believe him, though, so or overlook it because we are such good, fast friends, but uh, let's so, see what happens. Uh, we yeah, could flip a dark side point on that. Say it, say uh, I've already rolled it. It's two oh, failures. Okay. Ooh. So two failures, so all right. So as far as Skip is concerned, he completely trusts him, completely as he sees it. He is a good friend. He's a good friend. After all, he told us so himself. I might try to find some shady stuff. Say you're on the ship for a few days. You have time to explore. So same two purple check. Uh, would that be a perception? Sure. Uh, yeah, perception. Nobody's got this much carpeting unless they're hiding some stains. <laughs> Are you ripping up the carpeting? Maybe. Nobody's looking. Uh, honestly, she can anarchy can just get oh away God. with that as part of like her normal activities. That's just normal for her. She literally has no concept of consequences. A failure and a threat. Uh-oh. Man. <laughs> All right, so you are digging around, you're pulling up the carpet, and as you're one of these times you're doing this, Cato comes uh walking by and is like, What what are you doing? Why are you tearing up my ship? Drop my contact. Under the carpet? There's <laughs> like flip the carpet to make the contact pop up in the air. That, that's exactly what she was doing. <laughs> that no. You know how hard it is to find an upholsterer that works in red velour carpet. Do not lift my get get back to the go to the go to your room go to the room. Do not pull up any more my carpet. Well then, I'll bill you for the contact lens. I'll bill you for the carpeting. That's fair. So <laughs> <laughs> expensive because he doesn't know where to look for a good upholsterer. Do you know a good upholsterer? <laughs> you know who knows in our trouble. We're gonna find this man a new upholsterer by the end of this mission. That's the real mission. What's going on here? Forget saving someone. We gotta reupholster this guy's ship. <laughs> you mean our ship? <laughs> Oh. This became an episode of Pimp My Ride. That's all we're doing. <laughs> we'll find these space exhibits. <laughs> oh there's going to be a space exhibit. You're like, I just want to know if there's hardwood underneath the carpet. Oh, th- I want to know that. Exhibit's name would sp- be spelled exactly the same, because that's already a Star Wars name. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Flight Risk Podcast. If you liked what you just heard, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Every review helps more people find the show. If you want to reach out through social media, find us at Flight Risk Pod.